What's up out there, Blitzers? You got a new All Out Blitz podcast here with Jeff. And Brady. Here on January 6th, 2020. It's a Wednesday, so we're back with a final regular season review. Week 17. Yeah. Here we go. We have a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches gone. GM's gone. I think there are six openings right now. And there's only one team that's actually hired a head coach. Who? Texans. GM. Oh, GM. Yeah. Texans hired their GM, Nick Cesario, from the Patriots last evening. So they are the first. Uh, They've also been the longest (laughs) tenured. They've gone the longest without a GM. Um, That's some news. Uh, Other news to talk about. Playoff weekend, which is just days away. Uh, COVID outbreak with the Brownies. Looks like head coach Kevin Stefanski, another coach, bunch of players, including stud Joel Batonio, all out. Will yeah. not be able to be at the game. Yeah. Stinks. That's a blow right there. Yeah. Uh, like I said to you last week, I really think they should have pushed the playoffs out two weeks. To make sure everybody's healthy. And people would say, well, that's just their fault. It's on them. They have to suffer now. But, man, we just went to Christmas. We went through New Year's. People getting together with families, just trying to have life. You know what I mean? And uh, that's why I thought, you know, hey, maybe it's a good opportunity to just push it, even though it sucks, right? Push the playoffs back two weeks. If, if people get it, let's get them healthy. Let's get them out there. We all want the best football games, right? We want the best players on the field. We want to see amazing football. Last year, playoff time, wild card weekend, continuing playoff, Super Bowl, some of the best football I think I've ever watched. All the best players were there. Of course, yeah. except for the ones on IR. Understandable. You can't have them, right? No. But, uh, yeah, this is a stinker right here for the Brownies. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's kick it off. Yeah. With uh, with some fun facts with Brady here. Let's see if I can uh, find which sound it is. Yeah, I got all kinds of technical difficulties. Yeah. Go get it, kid. Five fun facts here. Now, since the NFL playoffs are right around the corner and going to be starting in, what is it, like three days? Yeah, man, Saturday. And Sunday. Saturday. Saturday's when it starts. A double, triple header. Exactly, you're right. Um, I'm going to have the playoff editions of NFL Facts. Awesome. Number one, six teams have won a playoff game without scoring a touchdown. I don't know what those teams are because I didn't really look into it. That's nuts, though. Think about playoffs. It's usually the best time of football, Nobody and they don't get touchdowns. Uh, I don't know. Apparently both teams are pretty great. That sounds Bad. like Atlanta. Just Let's just kick 400 field goals and see what happens. They pretty much have. <laughs> As a one game, we're only kicked three field goals. Exactly. First time winning against the Saints. Number two, three the three NFC teams that haven't appeared in the conference title game are the Lions, Cowboys, and Redskins. I don't know any other teams aside from that because, again, I didn't go into detail. Or I didn't look that much research. Interesting. All right. Um, only three running backs have rushed for more than 160 yards twice in NFL playoffs. Those three guys are Terrell Davis, John Riggins, and Le'Veon Bell. Jeez, that's good company right there. Yeah. I like it. Number four. So we all know the coldest feeling NFL game 
which is the ice bowl that we all know. But um, in 1982, it was an AFC title game between the Chargers and the Bengals. It felt like negative 59 degrees in Cincinnati. Negative 59? Yeah. How'd they even play? I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to play. It's too freaking cold. <laughs> That'd be frostbite right there waiting to happen. That's that's insane. Yeah, I know. No thanks. I'm out. I love cold weather, but I'm out at that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Um, and only one quarterback in NFL history has started in multiple playoff games and gone undefeated, and that is Frank Reich. Frank Reich? Reich? I don't know. Frank Reich, head coach, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Insanity. Those are my five random NFL facts. Awesome. Let's jump into week 17. Let's do it. This, of course, all Blitz podcast, week 17 review. Yeah. It started out Sunday because all games in week 17 happened this past Sunday. Uh, this was our game of the week, I think. Started out, let's start with the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. From what goes to a good-looking game to an absolute blowout. It was a, it was a slugfest, and the only one throwing haymakers were the Bills. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, the beard, of course, not available to bail out the Dolphins, and it showed. To quote JR from WWE, it was a slobber knocker. It was a slobber knocker. It was a slobber knocker. Buffalo Bills trounced Tua and the Dolphins 56-26. It absolutely, they absolutely did. I, I, I don't even know what to say, first of all, because Miami's defense is I think it's one of the best in the NFL. And this game... Josh Allen, dude, just came out chucking the ball, having fun, and, and was just just put the team up <laughs> by so many points Yeah, to where Miami had no chance. And Tua threw, I think it was three picks. Um, of, course, yeah. uh, of course, there's a lot of people out there, you know, pretty much just saying... He's garbage, and let's let's chill out for a minute, people, because he's he's not a terrible quarterback. No, um, and like Tua was like from like what was saying like whenever like he started, he was like a good QB. He he is a good QB. I think I think not having Fitz there just to kind of be in his ear and that support person, I think I think hurt him a little bit. But well, this let's be like, honest, this is just like an absolute terrible showing. They're taking Tua. on the Bills for Pete's sake. Uh, what's more surprising to me was. Miami's defense not even like I don't know putting up a fight it seemed like. They just got torched by Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, probably even Josh Allen. Um yeah, it was crazy. I I still can't believe that it was a score, which is unfortunate yeah. because the way that the other games played out this week, uh Miami Dolphins unfortunately season is over. Yeah. With 10 wins, you're not getting the playoffs. That's ridiculous. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, next game, though, the Baltimore Ravens took on the Cincinnati Bengals, and obviously the Ravens won 38-3. to Yeah, I was hoping the Bengals would fight a little bit with, no. you know, how they, how they you know, beat Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, past couple weeks, showing some fight in them. I think, I think they just gave Pittsburgh, like, they're all, and that, and that was Yeah, and they were done. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, again, Lamar looking like Lamar of last year. Yeah. Looking good going into playoffs which is, here. Which is actually a good timing for him because, like you said, they are just going into the playoffs now. It's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Next game. Next game. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers took on the Cleveland Brownies. Brownies won this game 24-22. And this is the reason why the Dolphins didn't get into the playoffs. 
Pittsburgh, of course, sat a handful of stars just to make sure they don't get injured. Uh, probably a smart move. Maybe. We'll see. You know, that Pittsburgh team had quite a few weeks where they were in trouble after that 11-0 start. Um, really started coming back to themselves now. You know, that, that they got a win two weeks ago. Starting to collect and gather themselves. And then players took a week off here. So yeah. I, I don't, we'll see if that plays plays some interest uh, uh, going into this first playoff game where they're actually going to take on the Browns again. Yeah. Um, again, <laughs> head coach, another coach, a bunch of players not able to play in this game due to COVID. So it looks like the Steelers are gearing themselves up for a pretty quick, easy first-round victory here. Yeah, and the Steelers and the Steelers actually, like, it looked like they was actually made, would actually have been able to tie it um, and go into overtime with the Browns because – uh, well, 22 was like their final score. Missed a two-point conversion. Missed a two-point conversion because Mason Rudolph is absolutely terrible <laughs> and just had like an overthrow over Chase Claypool. Yeah, Claypool didn't play his best game, to be honest with you. I don't think. Just from watch, we watch that game, I don't think he – I mean, he had a couple drops in there. Um, he did. Definitely not his best game. No. But, hey, you're still in the playoffs. Next game from what looks like it could have been a pretty mediocre game turned into a really great game. The Minnesota Vikings took on the Detroit Lions. The Vikings won thirty-seven to thirty-five. Let me just play. Let me put this out there for all of you Detroit Lions fans. You got screwed. Yeah, you really did. The refs were helping the Vikings that they, the entire game. Oh, it was absolutely horrendous. Uh, Detroit. My boy Maddie Stafford, if you put if you played your last game in a Detroit Lions uniform, man, I hope you go somewhere worth it. That's going to be good for you, my friend. But yeah. uh, Detroit Lions got hosed so many times throughout this game, um, and they just kept fighting back and fighting back. And like a lion, they were just clawing and clawing. And and Minnesota, I mean, they had answers for them. I mean, when you have you know. Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson and all those guys. Um, it was just crazy. Alexander Madison filling in for Dalvin Cook had a game and a half for that man right there. He played he an amazing football game. But Detroit, man, I f- from a Falcons fan here, I feel bad because you guys got hosed. And, and what potentially could have been Matt Stafford's last game and you were playing in Detroit at home. You know and what? Uh, it just it was not good. I want to make a prediction. Do it. So Cam Newton is not going to be with the Patriots after this year, and it's obvious. If this was Matt Stafford's last game in Detroit, I'm predicting that he is going to go to New England. You always predict people go to New England. Hey, I did to Cam, and I was right. I know, but you've done about eight other ones, and nobody has. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I'm still saying OBJ is going to go to New England. I agree. Here's you want to hear my here's my prediction for Matt. If we're doing predictions for Stafford, I think Stafford's going to end up in San Francisco. No, that's where and Carson I, Wentz is going to go. No, I, and I think I think Matt Stafford in that offense with Shanahan would be amazing, especially with those weapons he has out there at wide receiver when they're healthy and running backs. Yeah. I Anyways, think that would be a perfect spot. Next game. Next game, uh, New York Jets took on the New England Patriots. Patriots won this game 28-14 in what ended up to be Adam Gase's final game as head coach for the New York Jets. We thought there's two wins. We're going to keep him in there. All of a sudden, though, day after the game, Adam Gase gone. Uh, well, at the beginning, at the, like before the game actually happened, they said like this game was going to be like his last game, which is weird because they kept it hush hush. It was a secret. 
Yeah. And uh, nobody knew. And then right before the game, they announced it final game. Yeah. No clue where that came from. No, I don't. But uh, we'll see now that yeah. Gase is gone. If Sam Darnold sticks around, are the Jets going to go QB? Possibly still... Wilson. Oh, Justin also, Fields. Uh, we should probably talk about this. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Um, earlier today, Trevor Lawrence um, uh, committed to go into the draft. Yep, entered himself to go into the draft, said his thank yous to Clemson. And uh, so those top QBs are all there and available. If Jacksonville does not take Trevor Lawrence, which I think they will. Which they're not. He will go to the Jets. He's going to. Next game, the Dallas Cowboys took on the New York Giants, and the New York Giants beat the Cowboys 23-19. to It was actually a pretty good game. It was. I'm not going to lie. It was. Um, New York Giants, man, they manhandled him, though. It was It was pretty interesting to see. And... Uh, you know, lots of lots of news coming out now from Dallas World there, Jerry World talking about Dak and his contract now that the season's over. So we'll see where that goes. Yeah. But uh Giants won this one. And and remember, you know, the the Sunday night game was the Washington game, which we'll talk about that last. Yeah. Uh, but of course the winner of this game, if Washington loses that game or they if they lost that game, the winner of this game would have made it to the playoffs. Yeah. So these two teams were fighting. And uh, yeah, it turned it into a pretty good ball game. But Giants yeah. get the win, and then they had to sit there the rest of the afternoon waiting until the Sunday night game was over to see what was going to happen. We'll talk about that a little bit later, though. Yeah. Next game, uh, Atlanta Falcons took on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers, uh, it was fairly close. Atlanta pulling within just a couple of points, and then Tampa pulls away 44-27. Thankfully, Atlanta locks in the number four pick in the draft. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say, because yep. honestly, it's how I wanted it to happen. I don't ever want, really want my team to lose, but there was no point in winning when you had the potential to drop down to 11, depending on how their games turned out, or if you just lost, you stay at four or potentially three. But because of Miami losing, uh, or not Miami losing, the Texans losing, which we'll talk about that game in a minute here, uh, that, put, that kept Miami at three, so Atlanta is going to stay at four. Yeah. So Tampa goes in. To the playoffs with a victory over Atlanta. Mike Evans dinged up a little bit with a hyperextended knee. Looks like he's day-to-day. We'll see how that plays in the, this coming weekend. Yeah. Next game, the New Orleans Saints took on the Carolina Panthers, and the Saints won 33-7. Yeah. I, you know, I wanted the Panthers to win just because. But, I did too. Uh, I, I didn't really expect this game to, to, to play out any differently. No, not really. You know, I, I'm... One thing I get annoyed with, and it's not just because I, I really don't like the Saints and the majority of their players, and especially their head coach, I'm really tired of the Taysom, Taysom Hill experiment there where yeah. he's just all over the place. And, I mean, it's smart yeah. by uh, by Sean Payton on using him correctly. But, my goodness, man, I mean, I, I just don't know what, <laughs> what they're going to do with him when uh, Drew Brees retires. Because I don't think he's the solution at full-time first-string quarterback. Um, and it, but you got to have somebody decent there to be able to divvy that out. We'll see what yeah. happens. Next, uh, game. next game, Battle of the NFC North. Green Bay Packers took on Chicago Bears. Packers crushed them, 35-16. The Bears saying, this is why we got the number one overall seed. So, uh, yeah, I didn't expect anything different from this game. No. I mean, Green Bay did Green Bay things. Chicago does what Chicago does. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, we're looking at the number one seed in the NFC. You're also looking at the Bears being a playoff team this year. So, eh, it didn't really affect or matter to the Bears so much because they're still in. They're still in the tournament here. Uh, Green Bay won to keep their number one seed. Yeah, plain and simple. Next game, from what turned into what we thought would probably be like an absolute murder, turned into actually a really good game. A phenomenal the football. Tennessee game. Titans took on the Houston Texans and um, a like a kicker who I forgot his name. I think it was like Samuel Slogan or Sloman or something like that gets the game winning kick to send the Tennessee Titans to the playoffs with the play where the Titans get the win 41 to 38. This turned in honestly to almost a game of the week. It did. It was a phenomenal game back and forth, back and forth. Um, a lot of cool stuff going on here. An interesting take, you know, I've, I've been talking about, I talked the last two episodes, I think, about J.J. Um, I saw this clip. I'm sure most people have seen it by now, but I saw this clip after this game of him and Deshaun walking off the field, and J.J. says to Deshaun, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I remember seeing and that. And he says, I'm, so- I'm sorry we wasted another one of your years. Dude, I, I don't know. If you, if you wouldn't want to fight for that guy on your team, run through a wall for that guy, Man, I don't know. That's, yeah. That shows something special about the character of, of J.J. Watt, and I'm assuming the Watt brothers is just how they were raised, I'm assuming. I'll give the credit to the parents on this one. Uh, but J.J. is a phenomenal dude. Potentially played his last game as a Houston Texan. We'll see how that plays out. Um, lots of talk about that right now. But Houston, Houston balled out, and Tennessee did just a little bit more. He did. Yo. The Watt brothers, they were raised on Subway. They absolutely were, especially Derek. Yeah. <laughs> Next game, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars took on the Indianapolis Colts. Colts won this game pretty easily, 28-14. to 14. Oh, wait. No, sorry. For what I Don't said earlier, say anything else yet. If you're, What are you talking about? Um, this was the game that um, Miami had a chance to get into the playoffs. Oh. Well, there was a couple because it was a Browns game or this game. Sorry. I thought you were going to bring up something, something else. I didn't want you to yet. I'm going to bring it up later. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Good, perfect. Uh, if I hear it, I'll, I'll interrupt you. Um, no, you're right, because uh, if the Jags won this game, that would have sent Miami into the playoffs. Then after the Browns won, um, this was Miami's last chance, and Jacksonville couldn't get it done. But that's simply because rookie running back Jonathan Taylor had the best game of his early NFL career with over 250 yards. He had 253 yards rushing yeah, and two touchdowns. But absolutely phenomenal game from that young man right there. Can't wait to see what he's going to do in the future. And in the playoffs here, I think it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, I think the Jonathan Taylor factor is going to make the battle between the Colts and the Bills very interesting uh, this coming weekend. But big, have- big win for the Colts as they head into the playoffs, keeping Philly Rivers' career alive for just another week at least. You know what I'm realizing? I'm yes. looking over all of these games, and I'm realizing that I'm pretty sure we both chose the Toilet Bowl and Game of the Week. Our Game of the Week was not really that much of a Game of the Week, and our Toilet Bowl was not what we chose. Or not what I chose, at least I know. Oh, see, I picked a different Toilet Bowl. What did I pick? Um, I'm pretty sure we both did Giants-Cowboys. Or I did, at least. I thought I picked a different one. Toilet Bowl of the Week was definitely not what I chose. I don't even remember what I picked. Well, the game of the week was the Dolphins-Bills. Which really did not turn out to be a game of the week. Know, it turned right. out to be Titans-Texans. Uh, did I pick that one to be my Turtle Bowl of the week? Which one? Titans-Texans. 
Um, maybe. I, I don't know. I was definitely wrong. <laughs> oh no, you did. You did Raiders Broncos. Oh, well, that was actually a pretty good game. That was actually a pretty good game too. Uh, anyways, next game, the Los Angeles Chargers took on the KC Chiefs and the Chiefs benching literally every one of their starters. And <laughs> still put up twenty one points. The Chargers won thirty eight to twenty one with Chiefs quarterback Chad Henney starting. Yeah, but Chiefs. Your still boy put Herbie up got it done. Dude, Herbie always gets it done. <laughs> Unfortunately, head coach Anthony Lynn fired. Yeah. I was thinking with the string of wins together towards the end of the season there, coming along with a rookie quarterback, I thought he had at least another year in him. Uh, I guess ownership didn't think so. But, nope. uh, yeah, Herbie got it done, man. He uh, puts up 38 points. Um, let's see a stat line for Herbie here. Uh, 22 for 31, so 71% completion, 302 yards, averaged 9.7 an attempt, Three touchdowns, no picks. Okay, that's good. good. Herbie, dude. It's a stud. I'm telling you, I'm going to get you a Herbert jersey sometime. Yeah, I'd frame it, too. I'd do, I don't know. That battle between him and Jefferson for Offensive Rookie of the Year is going to be tough. It's going to be. It's It's going to be Jefferson, I think, but I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think. I'm not going to lie. I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Herbie. Or See turds. Get on, get <laughs> on the turd, Herbie. <laughs> Herbie's not a turd. Get on, get Herbie's on. I'm leaning, to, I'm leaning towards the Herbie side. I think it, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Jefferson, but it's going to be a long conversation between the people that are voting for sure. Yeah. All right. Next uh, game. Next game. Raiders Broncos. Raiders won this game, thirty-two to thirty-one. Yeah. It almost looked like the Broncos were going to pull this out. John Gruden was about ready to flip his lid. And then the Raiders win. Yep. Not really much to say there. That's about it. It was a good game. Um, it was a very good game to watch. It was. Next game, um, which what we were talking about earlier, this turned out to be the turtle bowl of the week. The Arizona Cardinals took on the Los Angeles Rams, and the Rams won 18-7. to The Cardinals are absolute dookie ever since they lost to the Patriots. It's been really bad, and I think I think there's more to Kyler's injury yeah. shoulder than what they let on, and he played through it. But, man, let's give it up for backup quarterback Wolford for the Rams. Oh, uh, yeah. Dude, he, he played extremely well not making stupid mistakes. Um, he did have a pick, all right, but let's be honest – what quarterback doesn't have a pick in their career? Exactly. I think he played very well. Um, Goff, of course, just had that thumb surgery. They're not stating if Goff is even going to be back. So you might have Wolford for the first week of the playoffs here. If he can get a victory, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Rams get a win, and they needed it. They yeah. needed it bad. I think whenever the Cardinals went against the Bills, I think that's just when they gave it their all. And, and just in case, this is never going to get it to him, I'm sure. But Fitz... Please come back. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Larry Fitzgerald saw... possibly played his last game. Uh, he's not sure this year if he's going to come back or not. And in the last couple yeah. of years, he's been thinking about it and debating on it. He keeps coming back. Please come back for one more year. Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> um, either way, absolutely phenomenal career. I think a first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. Uh, love that man as a, as a human. I think he's a great person. Uh, love to see you play one more year, though. Yeah. I saw also, like, just a little side thing here. I saw that um, Michael Vick was saying something. He said, like, how he sees 
like Kyler Murray was like him. Hopefully not exactly like him. Uh, well, no. But, I mean, <laughs> football, football-wise, he yeah. sees him like him. Yeah. Uh, next game turned into a, quite the battle, and it was the Seattle Seahawks. Of the NFC West. Exactly. Taking on the 49ers. Seahawks squeaked it out 26-23. That's a lot closer than it should have been. It, it, I t- I'm pretty sure I said I took the Niners in this game, actually. I think you did. and uh, They almost did win. I mean, Russ didn't have a great game. He went 20 for 36, 181 yards, only two touchdowns. Freaking rusty Russ. He had C.J. Beathard, went 25 for 37 for 273 and a touchdown. I don't know. This this game, I mean, a lot of points when you think about it. Um, mostly everything done on the ground. And, uh, yeah, the defense has held up fairly well. We were talking about yeah. that when we were taking a walk today. I'm just I'm very impressed with Robert Sala and what he was able to do with the 49ers defense after just that barrage of injuries to his star defensive players. Uh, it's extremely impressive. Yeah. And uh, to be able to go and battle um, – Rusty Russ and DK and Tyler and all those uh, just parade of running backs that they have there. Uh, very, very impressive year for the Niners uh, dealing with all those injuries. Yeah. Now on to the final game of the night where we had, where we had many mad New York Giants fans. Any Eagles fans. Yeah. The Washington football team took on the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington football team on 20-14 to 14 because Jalen Hurts ended up getting benched at the end of the third quarter for Nate Sudfeld. And this was the chance where if the Eagles won, um, the Giants would have been able to get into the playoffs and Eli Manning went to Twitter and started yelling at all the Eagles. <laughs> I'm just, surprised Doug Peterson still has a job. There's a lot going on right now in the Twitter sphere about... and and sports news cycles talking about how Doug Peterson ruined the essentially ruined the game (laughs) by tanking, if you will, um, by benching Jalen hurts. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure what to think about it. I didn't, I didn't watch the game. Um, super happy for Ron Rivera and Alex Smith in the playoffs. Because Washington got the win. Yes, Giants fans are very upset because if the Eagles just would have tried a little bit harder and won, they would have been in the playoffs instead. But let's be honest, none of the NFC East really deserves to be in the playoffs. So if any team made it, I couldn't be happier for Riverboat Ron and the Washington football team. Yeah, you just better be freaking happy that you're in the playoffs. That's all I got to say. That essentially wraps up the Week 17 review. It does. Um, we will come back, not tomorrow, but Friday, to talk first round of the playoffs. But we have a lot of stuff, additional stuff to get into right now. So, Let's do it, Brady, man. you can give input as I as I continue talking, if you have stuff to chat about. But we have league leaders to talk about through the entire regular season. We have awards that are given to talk about. We have a playoff picture to talk about. So let's get right into it because we do our typical, you know, league leaders up to this point. This is full regular season league leaders. Yeah. Let's start with quarterbacks. Um, League leader in passing. Number one, 
Deshaun Watson. Wow. What was that? Four wins? I think so. And you have the best quarterback in football this year. 4,823 yards. This man had, over the course of the entire year, 70.2 completion percentage. Wow. That is four points higher than, 4% higher than any other quarterback. Yeah. He averaged 8.9 yards per attempt through 33 touchdowns and only seven picks. Wow. And you have four wins. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, 4,740 yards through 38 touchdowns and six picks. Absolutely amazing year from yeah. the, from the uh, Super Bowl MVP. Number three, Tom Brady, 4,633 yards, 40 touchdowns. I want to say number four. Get out of here. This is my segment. Dang it. And 12 interceptions. Number four. Go for it. Matt Ryan with 4,581 yards and 26 touchdowns touchdowns and only 11 interceptions. He should be in the 30s for touchdowns. If the offense wasn't so terrible under Dirk Cutter. Uh, Number five, my MVP, Josh Allen, 4,544 yards, 37 touchdowns. 10 interceptions. Kind of stinks because at this point, I think Aaron Rodgers is probably going to be MVP. That's all right. It should be Josh Allen. Let's talk touchdown leaders here for quarterbacks. Number one, Aaron Rodgers threw 48 touchdowns. By the way, 48 touchdowns, five picks only. Wow. Number two, Russell Wilson. Number two, Tom Brady, both with 40 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes, number four with 38. Josh Allen, number five with 37. Interceptions, Carson Wentz, Drew Locke, 15. May I also say for like the touchdown thing, Patrick Mahomes has 38 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Exactly. Um, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, all tied for th- third with 13 picks. And a four-way tie, or a three-way tie for 12 interceptions. Yeah, for that sixth place, Mullins, Murray, and Tom Brady. Let's talk. There's a lot of people tied for 11th and 10th. Yeah. Let's talk receiving. Number one wide receiver this year wins the receiving title. Wide receiver, first year with the Buffalo Bills, Stephon Diggs. Yeah. 1,535 yards, eight touchdowns. Woo. Number two, Devontae Adams. Go figure. It's actually tied. And that's actually by receptions. Let's do yards. Yards are more fun. Yards are more fun. Number two, D Hop. 1,407. Number three, rookie, Justin Jefferson with 1,400 yards. Two-way tie for fourth between Calvin Ridley, Devontae Adams. 1,374 yards. Talk about a Pro Bowl snub to our boy C-Rid. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Let's talk touchdowns because this is ridiculous. Number one, Devontae Adams, 18 touchdowns this year. Number two, Cheetah, Tyree Kill with 15 touchdowns. Number number three, Adam Thielen with 14 touchdowns. He was so quiet this year. Yeah. You didn't really hear much. Didn't put up 1,000 yards. He had 925 with 14 touchdowns. It's awesome. Number four, Mike Evans with 13 touchdowns. Number five, A.J. Brown with 11 touchdowns. 
I think you're talking about wide receivers because I see here that I'm pretty sure Mike uh, Robert Tanyan and Travis Kelsey also have 11 touchdowns. Yes, I am talking wide receivers. Okay. I'm not. I'm not including tight ends. Okay, I didn't. I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, just talking wide receivers. Alrighty. Uh, let's go rushing here. Let's go rushing yards. Yards. The league leader for the regular season. We also forgot to talk about this too. That's one. That's the thing I was going to tell you not to mention. Oh, is okay. let's say the eighth player uh, running back. Of all time, to reach the 2,000-yard club, dump truck Derrick Henry. 2,027 yards. He ran for about 250 yards against the Texans this week to get that. Uh, absolutely amazing. Congratulations to King Henry there. Uh, yeah. Such a, I mean, I remember back when it was CJ2K, when Chris Johnson, when he played for the Titans, hit the 2,000 mark. Also pretty impressive. Remember when that happened? I'm pretty sure he also was like congratulating Derek on Twitter. Absolutely. Derek Henry, now a part of that famous club. Uh, number two, Dalvin Cook, 1,557 yards. Number three, coming from nowhere, Indianapolis Colts stud rookie, rookie. Jonathan Taylor, 1,169 yards. Number four, Aaron Jones, 1,104 yards. Number five, rookie Jaguars running back James Robinson, 1,070 yards. Also tied with uh, fifth place with David Montgomery running back from the Bears with, with 1,070. Yeah. Um, TDs. Touchdowns once again. Number one, dump truck Derrick Henry with 17. Number two, two-way tie between Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook with 16. Two-way tie for fourth between Nick Chubb, Josh Jacobs with 12. Just below that is a two-way tie for sixth between two rookies. Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Taylor, both have 11 touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor really came on at the end of the year here. Last couple weeks, trying to, I think, put himself in the race for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Dude, he he made himself a case for not being the starter, not playing the whole year like that. Coming on and and starting to, you know, being one of the top-ranked running backs, not even rookie running backs, but running backs in the NFL – I think deserves to put him in the conversation. I think next episode, you know how there's always like, I think actually, you know what? I think next episode we should do, we should each do like who would our top 10 rookie of the years be? Make make a list. So yeah, number one, obviously being like our rookie of the year. And then number 10 would like, just be like the person that like we think could like be on the list, but isn't going to win. So make up our own list of who we think is going to be voted on. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be ten players, <laughs> but we. I like the idea of making a list. I think it'll be pro- at least five. I see. I think it'll probably be f- five maybe, tops. I know. I know. I know at least five, maybe six. All right, let's do it. I like it. Yeah, just remind me. Coming the next episode. <laughs> uh, a couple of cool awards to talk about. That wraps up league leaders, right? We know where we're at there, but let's talk about this one: the, the game ball of the week. Presented by Wilson, which, of course, we know is the manufacturer of the footballs. Yep. Uh, game ball of the week given to Jonathan Taylor. Wow. 30 carries, 253 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Phenomenal for that rookie stud right there. You, of course, had 
Derrick Henry with the rushing title this year. Yep. Stephon Diggs with the receiving title this year. The 2020 sack title goes to defense stud TJ Watt. 15 sacks for that young man right there. Not surprised. Not surprised at all. He absolutely deserves it. He also should be in the conversation for defensive player of the year overall. He should be. We'll see if that happens. He should be the defensive player of the year. Well, here I'm gonna I'm gonna give one rebuttal to that. And that is gonna go with the 2020 interception title winner, cornerback from the Miami Dolphins, Xavier Howard, had ten interceptions this year. Wow. He is also in the running for defensive player of the year. I really, truly do believe it's between these two people right here. Yeah. These are two players on the defensive side of the ball that can absolutely turn the game around. One more title to talk about, and that is the 2020 title for most tackles. And that goes to linebacker from the Houston Texans, Zach Cunningham, 164 tackles this season. So congrats to all of those guys on winning those awards, working your butt off all year through this crazy COVID season uh, and coming out on top at doing what you do best. Yeah. Let's transition into the players of the week. Players of the week. AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC special teams player of the week. It's not a kicker. It's not. It's defensive end from the Las Vegas Raiders, Max Crosby. This dude's a stud on defense. Special teams showed what he can do by blocking two field goals in one game. Wow. Absolute, absolute monster uh, coming in there to block some kicks. Don't forget, if he blocked two field goals and he didn't do that, they would have lost. They only won by one point. So definitely played a key role into the Raiders winning that football game. AFC Defensive Player of the Week, star linebacker from the Indianapolis Colts, Darius Leonard, one of my favorite to watch. He had 10 tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, and two passes defended. Absolute monster all over the field. The AFC Offensive Player of the Week, Wow. A member of the 2,000-yard club, running back from the Tennessee Titans, dump truck Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 250 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Now, I want to give all the kudos in the world to dump truck Derrick here. He shouldn't have had it this week. No. It should have been rookie Jonathan Taylor, who had two rushing touchdowns, Three additional rushing yards on four less carries. Jonathan Taylor had 30 carries, where Derek had 34. Derek rushed for 250. Taylor rushed for 253 and also had two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, Derek won it because he got, he's yes. the only guy in the NFL who got past 2,000 yards. I know, but if you're looking at just a player of the week, his Jonathan Taylor's stat line was better. Just saying. Also, a uh, little news I want to throw in here. Um, the Rams activated Cooper Cup off the COVID list. Well, that's good news for that team this week because they need it. Yeah. 
Just little news I want to throw in there. Going to the NFC. NFC Players of the Week. Players of the Week. Special Teams Player of the Week. Kicker from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ryan Suckup, 3-for-3 for field goals, 5-for-5 PATs, and 14 points for those Tampa Bay Chuckaneers. Yes. NFC Defensive Player of the Week. And we watched this game, and this dude absolutely destroyed and dominated in this football game. Defensive lineman for the New York Giants, Leonard Williams, seven tackles, three sacks. This is one pass defended, but I am pretty sure I saw at least two with his giant bear claw club going up there in the air and swatting balls down from Andy Dalton. This dude was a destroyer on Sunday. It's very fun to watch. Absolutely. And then finally, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, my man, quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. 70% completion percentage, 405 passing yards, four total touchdowns with a passer rating of 127.6. Holy crap. Man, does that help when you got Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen out there. Like I said earlier this season, I think Justin Jefferson has fulfilled Stephon Diggs' shoes in Minnesota. In Minnesota, yes. <laughs> uh, both... Wide receivers are absolutely phenomenal and a lot of fun to watch. Very similar in what they do, um, which I think helped Kirk get Kirk out quite a bit with adjusting. Yeah. But wow. Kudos to all you guys out there winning Player of the Week awards. Definitely, definitely all deserved it. Let's shift before we close out this episode and just talk about the playoffs. Yeah. Let's talk about super wildcard weekend, if you will. Now, if you remember, we added an additional team to the playoffs this year, which is why only the number one seeds have a bye week. So this week, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs are sitting at home, relaxing and getting healthy. Now, on the AFC side of the house, we have the Cleveland Browns taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, Yeah. We have... And I think this game is going to be absolutely amazing. If I have to pick a, a wild or a playoff game of the week, this is it. And it's the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Next game, Baltimore Ravens, Tennessee Titans. Revenge game from last year. Let's see if dump truck Derek can continue his havoc against the Ravens. Or if Lamar will get his redemption and beat the Titans. Nah, he's going to turn the bar around like he did Earl Thomas. <laughs> so, we'll talk about these in more detail on Friday's episode. On the hey. NFC side, though, we have the LA Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. So, it's an NFC West battle in round one. Man. Then we have the Chicago Bears taking on the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And then finally, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington football team. And let me just say, I feel like the AFC games are going to be a lot better. Yeah, just looking at it. Well, because you got you got you got games like Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, and Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Baltimore, Tennessee. And here we're looking at games like Chicago, New Orleans, Tampa, Washington. Yeah, to be honest, the uh, NFC games are crap because no one wants to see Chicago, New Orleans. No one wants to see Tampa Bay and Washington. No one wants to see the Chargers and Seattle, or Rams in Seattle. Yeah, so we'll see. But that is the playoff picture as we start the road to the Super Bowl. 
Yes. Anything else you want to talk about before we finish up with this episode here, my man? Um, I don't know if I could find it anywhere, if you could find it anywhere, but there were 15 NFL ah, Hall yes. of Fame um, people that got released a few days ago, or yesterday, I think. Yeah, the modern era finalists were announced yeah. just yesterday. Um, yeah, let me let me pull these up here. So here they are. We have... I don't know where I can find it. Of at. course, you know, as we know more about the Hall of Fame... Right, the you know, there's so many players every year that are potentially up, and then we have to knock it down to so many. The uh, we of course have modern era finalists, and they knocked it down to the top 15, and this will get knocked down even further here in the coming months. But the final 15 modern era finalists are defensive end Jared Allen, mm -hmm. cornerback safety Rondé Barber, offensive tackle Tony Baselli, safety Leroy Butler. Guard, Alan Fanica, wide receiver, Tory Holt, wide receiver, Megatron, Calvin Johnson, safety, and now GM of the San Francisco 49ers, John Lynch, quarterback, Peyton Manning, linebacker, Clay Matthews Jr., linebacker, Sam Mills, defensive end, defensive tackle, Richard Seymour, linebacker, Zach Thomas, wide receiver, Reggie Wayne, and cornerback safety, Charles Woodson. Yeah. So we are down to those 15. Um, man, that's a tough list right there. That's Absolutely. a real tough list. I think my absolute, my absolute locks, and we've talked about this, should be Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, and Calvin Johnson. Those are my, pe those are my people that I think should be absolute locks without a doubt to go into the hall. I think out of all of them, I think it's, probably gonna, it's either going to be Peyton Manning or Megatron. It's probably going to be Peyton Manning. Yeah. Just because he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Good Not stuff. better than Joe Montana. We'll talk we'll talk more about Hall of Fame as we start narrowing it down. Because right right yeah. now all these guys are uh it's not like they're the definitely ones. they're definitely worthy, but they are just finalists. We'll talk about uh we'll talk about more as, as more information comes up over the next couple of months. Yeah. All right. Well, that about that wraps up the week 17 review episode, along with a little additional uh, league leaders through the regular season, some award winners, now a little Pro Football Hall of Fame talk, playoff picture as the regular season of the 2020 year has finished. Um, Actually, I got to talk about one little thing quick before we end it. Go for it. Um, I'm just reading this thing here. I saw it was like a mock draft or something. Say the Jets will take Zach Wilson, and the 49ers might move up for Justin Fields. That would be interesting. I could see it happening. We'll see what happens. They would have to. Uh, you said the Jets would take Zach Wilson, right? Yeah, which that could be possible. Yeah, I mean they would have to trade to the number three spot. San Francisco would. Yeah. I think if if Fields is there at four, Atlanta probably takes him. But yeah, um, we'll see what happens. Anyways, sorry you ran crazy into the video. stuff. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Week 17 review episode. Appreciate everybody listening. Thank you so much, as always. Uh, we'll see you back here on Friday to start talking playoffs in some more detail. It's sad. We're already at the it's okay. It's exciting football time. Let's just enjoy it while we got it. These, we are now moving on to the best the best. Exactly. Unless you're the Chicago Bears. Kind of, because I still think Miami deserves to be there. And NFC East. Does Unless not. you're the Chicago Bears, then you're not really <laughs> the best. The best. Then. I mean, even Washington's. Looks like they now. are right now. Looks like they are right now. Yeah, they're posters. They got them by the riffs. Um, 
But anyway, <laughs> appreciate everybody listening here uh, with the All Out Blitz podcast, week 17 review. Yeah. Enjoy this evening, tomorrow. We'll see you back here Friday to talk uh, week one, I'll call it, of yep. the playoffs. And uh, Stay safe, stay healthy. Peace out. And peace.